Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee, the motivating operation to start your week. Hi, I'm Christina Flores, a board-certified assistant behavior analyst. And I'm Natalie, a board-certified behavior analyst. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hi guys, thank you for tuning back in. This is episode two. We are so happy to have Judy here. Christina and I used to work with Judy um, a few years ago. We all studied for our board exam together, and now we are still really close friends. Uh, We have her on today to kind of share some of her experience, ask her questions, and I think this will be a really good episode for those of you guys in the field who are considering taking the BCABA exam or currently BCABAs and even in grad school. Yes, we are so excited for Judy to be on. Thank you so much for coming. And Thank you for having me. And letting us interview you. Um, so maybe you should just describe your journey to becoming a BCABA first and everything that I guess currently that's going on. So how did you become a BCABA well, and get started in the field? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I got started in the field when I was doing my undergrad at FIU mm-hmm. and I was able to work as a behavior therapist then before it was behavior therapy before you had to get the RBT certificate and so from there on uh, I realized that I liked it it was totally different from what I originally wanted to do which was clinical psychology mm-hmm. and the more time and experience I was in that field, I realized, okay, well, now I can go and take my BCABA, and then after I take my BCABA, I can do my master's, and that's where I am currently, doing my master's. Yeah, and side note, actually, I was just thinking about that when you were talking, (laughs) Um, Judy and I actually met at FIU and the practicum setting when we were working in, like, the clinic-based, in the research lab, like, for the camp. For children with autism like five and under that we did um ABA therapy mm-hmm. so it's really funny because we met there but then later on we met again because we worked agency. yeah we yeah. worked for the same company and then we all met Natalie <laughs> and then <laughs> this was just a side story and then we all were uh studying for our BCABA exam um Natalie and I finished ours like I think just a month before you or something like that and then we took our test and then you took yours and we were all BCABAs at one point and then Natalie graduated and she became a BCBA so we're in the we're doing our grad school now because life is happens yeah um but it's funny because uh that was all the way back in 2015 yeah crazy like, and now we're in uh-huh. 2021 so it's just crazy how like small time flies. yeah time flies how small the aba field is. is um yeah i'm really happy to still have you guys in my community like, <laughs> um to keep you guys around and it's really funny um that this has all happened from before so now you're a bcaba how long have you been a bcaba I am going to be two years this May, which is crazy, Mm because I feel like I've only been a BCABA for one year due to last year. Yeah. (laughs) 2020 doesn't count. Right? BCABA numbers, whatever. Yeah. Take note of that. Uh Um, But it's been a wild ride, because, like, as an RBT, I remember, you know, I was the one being supervised, Mm -hmm. and I would ask for, like experience doing a reassessment for instance or an assessment mm-hmm. every now and then but now as a BCABA you have so many more responsibilities now right. you have to supervise other people and so in itself supervision um, 
constructive criticism is a skill in itself. Right. And um, I think it's BTS, behavioral mm-hmm. training skills. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I see, yeah. Yeah. I used to call it. I, it's a new. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. We're all learning. It's, Which is behavior skills training, y'all, yes, as we're yeah. referring to. Yeah, and I used to call it uh, BLT. Tell me, remember. Yeah, so um, what's it called? So that's a skill in itself. And um, I feel like that's one of the most important things because now you're responsible for that RBT. Yeah. And so, like, that makes me nervous. Right. When I first started that. And. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that was your scariest or the scariest thing about being a BCABA is like having to supervise others and oh, being responsible for yes, it? Yes, definitely. Okay. Because before, like on, as an RBT, you were under the wing of your supervisor. Mm-hmm. Now you're the one who are independently going to see that RBT and you have to basically do the same thing. Right. And I mean, <laughs> I remember as an RBT, what helped me, like I would keep that in mind, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, this is what I can do as a... Uh, as a BCABA, mm-hmm. um, this is what I shouldn't do as a BCBA. Right. And I try to keep that in mind all the time so that way I can motivate my RBTs yeah. to like to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. that they don't, if they have any questions with any of the, the goals that we're, we're mm-hmm. keeping track of. Um, yeah, I feel like we're in a weird space. Like yes. sometimes I feel like, I, I kind of joke around with, like, the lost ones of yes. ABA, like, of being a BCABA, because sometimes there's not a lot of us, mm-hmm. um, sometimes people jump, they don't want to become a BCABA, like, a lot of people ask me, like, should I do it? I always say yes, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later, but um, I feel like, you know, it's, which is not bad going from RBT to BCBA, you know, from your master's program and everything like that. Um, but I feel like there's not a lot of us. And then, you know, when you become a BCABA, a lot of people think that we're going to go straight into supervision or some people only want to do supervision. And that's not always the case. No. And sometimes, you know, your company's like, oh, well, no, we can't really bill for that. Or, or we don't really have the resources for that. Like you're going to have to stay one-to-one. I mean, a lot of my experience as a BCABA has still been one-to-one. So I do have supervision experience with like social skills group and here and Mm -hmm. there, you know, But I didn't really, like, jump into supervision. And when I did, I was extremely overwhelmed. Uh, Something that made me think of is, like, I wonder, you know, as a BCABA, since we go from, you know, we're kind of, like, at the assistant level still. Like, I feel like I still get imposter syndrome a lot, like, when when it comes to supervision and everything like that. So how do you feel about that, too? I definitely felt that when I became a BCABA. Mm -hmm. Like, one thing that I realized I had to practice was... The criticism that I would receive as a BCABA. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, like when I was an RBT, you know, I would always ask for it, but then once I became a BCABA, and my mind was like, no, I should know this. Mm-hmm. But one thing as a BCBA that I've learned over time is like, it's okay not to know. It's okay to ask questions. That's such a great point. And you should be flexible with yourself too. Right. And I think that's one of the most important things that we need to learn as a BCABA, and also in our like in our like personal lives Mm -hmm. be flexible with yourself because Mm -hmm. perfection isn't what you strive for right I think that's such a good point too because it also shows humility and that's something that you want to model to your RBT Mm -hmm. so when I'm supervising BCABAs or RBTs who are going to become analysts I always tell them I do not know everything and I will tell you that I don't know everything yeah Yeah. and we can try to find the answer together Mm -hmm. right so instead of 
someone asking me something and me trying to come up with an answer just to make myself feel good, Mm -hmm. I'm not bettering or helping anyone in that situation. Right. So learning to practice humility and then modeling that. So that Mm -hmm. therapist too in that moment, Mm -hmm. I'm like, actually, I don't know. Let's look in Cooper or let's, you know, find a research article or whatever it may be, or let me reach out to my mentor. Mm -hmm. And coming up with that answer together, I think that just shows the therapist like, oh, wow. I don't have to know everything once I become an analyst Mm -hmm. and I can practice the same exact thing with whoever my supervisee is. And that Mm -hmm. I think just bonds and creates such a great relationship Mm -hmm. of yes. Am I technically your superior? Does that mean that I know everything? No. No. Um, And just kind (laughs) of like humbles um, one another. You're totally right in that. Like that makes me think of like the situation that I was in not too long ago with one of my supervisees that they asked me a question regarding a behavior. And I was like, you know what? Let me get back to you on that because mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. Let me ask my supervisor mm-hmm. and let me do some research on it. Right. And, you know, I feel like that like that reassured her a little bit more because now I'm seeing that she's asking me for more things. Mm-hmm. And that's also really important, having that communication with your RBT and being sure that your RBT is comfortable enough to seek advice from you Mm -hmm. it's so funny that we're talking about this because now like through my experience I definitely see that and that's something I want to model when I become a BCBA Mm -hmm. or with my supervision you know um but it's funny because when I was just starting out and I went from the you know behavior therapist to BCABA role I wish that my supervisors at the time you know I think a lot of people miss that when you're a supervisor and some people will supervise, you know, people that are getting hours, some people don't, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're still a leader. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have to learn leadership skills, which is hard. I mean, I understand, you know, you're going from an RBT to a BCBA or something, you have a lot of pressure. But I wish when, back in the day when I had that, that somebody had that leadership skill to be like, hey, we need to accept humility, we need to do this, because... When I first transitioned into being a BCABA, it was very overwhelming for me. Um, I had a case that I was the supervisor for that I was questioned a lot by the parents, which it happens, that's fine, you know, but I didn't really have that guidance or that push to be like, hey, Christina, like, you know yourself, like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was already, like, saying, oh, okay, we can do this, we can do that, or trying to appease, yeah, or clarify my experience to this person to make them realize that I know my stuff. Yeah. Like, it just it was a confidence issue or something like that. And you know? I had that too. And like, you know, you mentioned being a leader. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we have to realize that as a leader, you lead by not only giving criticism, <clears throat> but also receiving that. Yes. And that's another thing too that I'm learning. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not only giving you criticism, but also be, feel, be free or feel free, sorry, to mm-hmm. give me that criticism back. Right. And I have to learn to respond to that criticism too because yeah. it's not only coming from a BCBA now, it's mm-hmm. also coming from the RBT as well. Right. And so like... <laughs> to accept criticism. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's that, being ethical as well. Yeah. Like we should be evaluating how we supervise all the time and if it's being effective. Not that's hard yeah, to exactly, accept. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember like, my RBT was telling me that I missed something out in one of the forms, and I was like, Tim, oh, you're right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Because, like, I still have, I'm a human, Mm -hmm. and there are times where, like, I do try and strive for that perfection, Mm -hmm. and then I have my RBT, like, telling me I missed something. Right. And that brings me back down, Mm -hmm. and I, like, it allows, it reminds me, myself to, like, it's okay, like, you have human. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, you're gonna make mistakes, even as a BCBA, and as a BCBA, in the, the supervisors in the past, like, mm-hmm. 
you know, they were going through that too. And I'm sure that they went through the same thing that we were, which is imposter syndrome, pretending right. that we do know it all when in fact or we, that don't. we don't. Or we question everything. We have yeah, to question. yeah. And that's the whole idea of ABA in the right. We have to question things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, something to like an important note or something that I've um, realized is the same way our clients look to our therapist and we're always like, oh, like model the behaviors you want them to engage in, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to scream across the hall mm-hmm. to get someone's attention when you're telling your client they shouldn't be screaming, right? Yeah. So I think it's the same thing just now in a larger scale where as an analyst, you now have the client, you have the parents, you have your therapist looking to you mm-hmm. to model these. You should be modeling the behaviors that you want them to imitate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to not be able to take feedback, but then mm-hmm. you're giving feedback and you want them to implement it, right? Mm-hmm. So always like a sponge. We I remember as a therapist, I would soak everything up. Mm-hmm the do's and don'ts that I didn't want to take from a supervisor and we retain all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important just like as a key thing, guys Mm -hmm. model the behaviors that you want those around you to imitate. Um, It's not that you're going to be perfect all the time, but being able to reflect and be open about it. Like, Hey, maybe I didn't take your feedback um, as, as good as I should. That's something that I'm going to work on and you can hold me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And creating these actions together. Like that's how you're going to build this. It's a relationship. Right. And not all really, all relationships have their like positive and negatives and their (laughs) ups and downs (laughs) and being able to overcome those like obstacles together, I think is super important. Uh, So I wanted to ask you, should, do you think that people should become BCABAs? I mean, do you think they should personal <laughs> opinion, should you guys. We, should we continue? No, because I, I get this question a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, personally, my opinion is, yeah, just do it. You know, like, I think you get a whole different kind of experience. Maybe mm-hmm. you get more responsibilities. Number one, you get paid more money. Like, yeah. So if you buy your cash, like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so, um, and then two, like, I mean, it's a journey. It's a process, right? So it's an you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to get those hours again anyways for the BCBA. We're not rolling over anymore, um, based on the BACB, you know, rules. So might as well, right? Like, I definitely agree with you on that. Like you basically took the words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Dude. <laughs> words, but like, I agree with you on that because, you know, in this field, you can know the terminology, but if you can't apply it, mm-hmm. what's the use? Right. And as an RBT, you come and you're thrown into this new world, and, you know, sometimes you you don't know what to do or you question yourself a lot. Like, I remember myself when I was an RBT, and I was, like, given these clients, and I'm like, okay, I know what reinforcement is and all these, and punishment, but how do I apply it in the setting and especially when the client is engaging in all these like maladaptive behaviors, aggressive behaviors, you like, as you go and as you learn, you learn, okay, no, this doesn't work. This isn't ethical. Mm -hmm. Start with reinforcement before you start with punishment procedures. Um, And so these are all, I feel like important experiences and not just that, but like you have yourself personal growth as well. Yeah. As you go. And so take your time mm-hmm. you know this isn't a rat race you yeah. have to take your time as you go and like I feel like if you jump from RBT to BCBA you're missing some key factors mm-hmm. in this and it's basically like your child and now your adult and you don't <laughs> you know you don't go through the adolescence and the yeah. whole awkward teenage phase and right. as a BCBA you get to learn these things you get yeah. you have the supervisor like I said and you right. are 
also learning how to balance it because BCBAs have a lot of responsibilities. Yes. Most of the work that they do is not direct anymore. Now mm -hmm. it's a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. And as a BCBA, you'll be learning to do those paperwork. Right. So I think, <laughs> yes, yeah. you should be a BCBA. Yeah. It helps a lot with experience. Yeah. I mean, if people have that option, you know. Yeah. I was just, so I think that's a good point too. Is kind of like understanding what is important for you, right. and for yeah. not all people, not all individuals have the option to reaccumulate right. two thousand hours yeah. and go right. for their BCBA. And unfortunately, that's kind of like the new guideline, right. which kind of restricts a lot of people from going mm -hmm. for their BCBA. Not mm -hmm. that they can't; they have the option too. But I understand. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, because I did, you guys know, I also was a BCBA for a year before my BCBA. But that was important to me, mm -hmm. yeah. Because as a therapist, my whole process went really fast. I went from a RBT to a BCBA in a year, and then a BCBA to a BCBA in another year. So I kind of like fast track that whole thing yeah but I knew sitting down that that's what was going to happen and for me for me in my eyes in order to be the BCBA that I wanted to be I went for my BCBA yeah. right and right. found an agency that allowed me to supervise because I knew as a BCBA that would be my role right. however if you don't have that option and you're an RBT and you know you're going for your BCBA my advice again personal advice would be to sit down and write what it is that you are weaknesses or things that you don't have a lot of experience in and it's not saying that you can't <laughs> have all of these experiences as right. an RBT and then not be a BCBA I have an RBT right now who's under me and I allow her to do mock assessments sit in on parent trainings with the parent training the parents consent yeah so finding that supervisor that's willing to kind yes. of be your mentor through that yeah if just identify what your values are and what you want to learn in order to be the best BCBA that you can so that yes. would be my advice for those who don't have the luxury yeah. to do the BCBA mm -hmm. and then go for the BCBA like we did but mm -hmm. um definitely no, you're totally right on that like everybody goes on their own stuff right right so like yeah some people take a little bit more time to become that but if you have the option of becoming an RBT straight to BCBA just make sure that you are aware of your weaknesses and your strengths yeah so I think that was a great advice Matt I think, um, too, it's like, you know, experience is valued yeah. in our field. So if it's like, man, maybe one day I should talk about, like, how long it has taken me to get to this point Girl, worry, in my same. career. Because now I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, from 2015. But whatever, it's fine. You know, and I had to come to a point where I had to realize, like, experience is valued. Like, mm -hmm. if this is going to be my journey, then I have to accept it. And this is where it's going to be. And, and that's okay, you know. And if... On your journey, you know, everybody has different uh, things that happen in their life. If they're a parent, if yeah. they, you know, have other challenges. So if in your track it's to become a BCBA in two years, then that's great, you know. But I think also the BACB uh, puts in place, like, a lot of people are seeking mentorship now. Like, you can get the, you can gain those experiences over time. It doesn't have to be like, I have to work do with adults, that. work with kids, work with teenagers, like, work, yeah. you know, do all this in two years. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, take your time. Mm -hmm gain the experience where you're at and you can always gain uh widen your scope of competence um through other things through mentorship through other supervisors so it doesn't have to be like that you know but if you do have the track you could have that option but if not like you can always grow in other areas and I think too as a BCABA one of I guess 
the things that I'm working on is kind of like asking supervisors while I'm doing practicum, like, hey, even though I have all this ex- experience, I still need experience. Like, I still want to shadow or yeah. do mock assessments or sit in on parent training. And they kind of forget that because they're like, oh, Christina, you're fine. I was like, no, 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 no. I still need these things. Like, I still want this practice, you know? So that's another thing. Um, all right. So I think one of the last questions that we want to ask you is that, what would be your advice like for the future for people going through this journey to become a BCABA or people that are just became BCABAs? Uh, well, I think, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think that, um, one thing that you should learn to do is just be flexible with yourself. You know, it's a, it's a growing process, like internally and out as well. Like, in your personal life, you're going to be going through a lot of things and while you're trying to balance this career. And mm-hmm. this career demands a lot. Right. So, and if like, you're in school, like yourself exactly. too, people from BCABAs and still are in school. Exactly. Go. Like, I'm a BCABA right now and then I'm also a grad student and what is balance right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, as much as I try to balance, like, a- implement ABA, like, actually right now, the semester, the semester has been tough for mm-hmm. me. And I realized myself, I'm engaging in a lot of escape behaviors. Like, mm-hmm. I take a break. The break was originally 15 minutes, and it turned into an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's because mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult, like, to grasp some of these new things. Like, we're going over graphs. We're going through acceleration charts, which is a nightmare for me, personally. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and there's more math to it as well, so this semester has been harder and so you know you're always told implement ABA in your own personal life right mm-hmm. RB, as an RBT I try to do that with punishment and reinforcement and now that I'm learning more about like experimental designs and stuff now I actually drew a graph for myself <laughs> yeah to try nice to like <laughs> <laughs> to try to like have a visual of like okay what I want what do I want to increase what do I value I want to spend more time focusing on duration of, for instance, on task, Mm -hmm. on reading, because I've noticed I usually, like, uh, what is it called? Like, I'll read, and then I'll just start thinking about something else, Mm -hmm. right? And then that delays it, too, because I have a whole bunch of other things I need to do. And then trying to find that balance in your life, Mm -hmm. trying to achieve those goals, but when you don't achieve it, just remember you're human and you have to be flexible with yourself because that's how it is as well with your kids too. They're going to have days as well when they're going to be engaging in these challenging behaviors because they don't want to do this like task that you're giving them. And Mm -hmm. you have to realize, okay, let me set it back a little bit. Maybe they need more breaks. I need more breaks sometimes too. Or I can't do a full four hours of studying one day. Mm -hmm. I'll do three hours today because I have to do an assessment, for instance. So these things you have to realize, like the balance is not always going to (laughs) be... on everything that you do on your agenda the balance is just like being flexible with it and just keeping that goal in mind of what you want to reach and what values you want to reach so that was awesome I love that advice thank Thank you you so much (laughs) all right to close out this episode I just want to say thank you thank you so much to Judy um it's crazy that we used to do these things but with pizza and wine and now we're doing it with coffee (laughs) um Oh, no, of course. We're so happy and we value your experience and your advice to others. And we know like this episode is going to help people on their journey um, to becoming either BCABAs or BCBAs. 
So we want you to make sure that you follow Onward Behavior on Instagram to get updates on our next episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe and follow button on Apple and Spotify podcasts to receive a response prompt for our next episode. Until next time, guys, keep moving onward and pay it forward.